You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. With the Eugene Regional underway this weekend, there's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news, including Oregon baseball, than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Friday, June 4th, and it is another Gonzaga five-star Friday. We've got a couple quick Gonzaga stories to read today, and if you'd like to send your story into the show, please feel free to do so. You can send an email to LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Or you can direct message me on Twitter at scargo, that is at S-K-A-R-R-G-0, or you can leave it as a review for the podcast. The other goal from Five Star Friday is to get as many five-star ratings as possible. So it would be awesome if you guys went to the podcast page on Apple Podcasts and gave us five stars. Okay, let's get to it. Some Gonzaga stories here on this beautiful Friday. This one is from Max, and Max says this. I was born and raised in Chicago. I have no family or ties to Gonzaga, but when they made their Cinderella run in 1999, I was eight years old and knew that this was my team. I've spent many late nights watching them play, and hopefully I can take a trip to Spokane and watch them play one day in person. This next story comes from a listener who actually left a review for the pod. They say this, I have lived in Spokane my entire life and always enjoyed watching Gonzaga in the tournament, but I never really followed them much during the regular season. After watching them lose to Baylor, I caught a bug like never before and am now all about Gonzaga. Your podcast keeps me connected and has kept me excited for the new team next season. Go Zags. And finally, our third story of the day from another listener. They say this, As much as I want to hate on that Baylor team, I can't do it. Gonzaga gave us a run that cannot be forgotten. We are an elite program, and that will not change. Once the time comes, we will win it all. This is just a preview of many, many years to come. It's so hard to pick which moment really sealed it, but our team deserves love regardless of outcome. That's what being a fan is about, right? I mean, I'm no Browns fan, but they've been in the stands regardless of even a winning season. This team this past season was lovable. I think that's what makes it hurt even more. Every one of these players gave what they had. I've been listening to your podcast every day since you started. I never got my degree from GU, but I have loved this team since before I could walk. Go Zags, always. Thank you to everyone for sending in their stories this week. The Gonzaga community, as we've seen over and over and over, is second to none. Okay, we are going to be changing things up a bit on Five Star Friday, starting next Friday. Feel free to keep sending in stories, and I will read them when I can, but the plan for the rest of the summer is to bring on a guest every Friday and talk about their Gonzaga journey. They're going to be fans. There's going to be former players. So just some people around the program, just a bunch of five-star guests for our five-star Friday. So stay tuned for that. Next week, we're going to have somebody on. Today on the show, we are going to hear from Nolan Hickman. Nolan sat down with Brenna for a very good interview. Uh, Brenna Green and our partners over at Creme 2, and they talked about his recruitment, why he chose to leave Kentucky, and why he ended up choosing Gonzaga. We are also going to reveal the sixth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era as we continue to get closer and closer to number one. 
But before we get to all that, just a few pieces of baseball news as Gonzaga gets ready to face LSU tonight in the opening game of the NCAA tournament. Their game tonight has been shifted from ESPN3 to ESPNU. First pitch is still scheduled for 7 p.m., but the game will be on ESPNU now. Uh, It's going to follow another game, so it's very possible it's still going to start on ESPN3. But at some point, the game will be on ESPNU tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific, first pitch. It'll be Alec Jacob, Gonzaga's ace, against Landon Marceau, LSU's ace. It's going to be a battle of aces. Alec Jacob, one of several Zags to be given WCC awards on Wednesday. Jacob won the WCC Pitcher of the Year, which was very much deserved after his phenomenal season. And then a day later, he was named to Collegiate Baseball's All-American second team, just the eighth Zag to be named an All-American. He enters the NCAA tournament with a 7-1 record and a 2.82 ERA. He struck out 103 batters this season, walked just 17. Gonzaga is 13-3 this season when he pitches in a game. And one of those losses was because the bullpen gave up seven runs in the ninth inning to St. Mary's. And now he has the chance to lead Gonzaga to a Super Regional for the first time ever. Gonzaga third baseman Brett Harris also won some awards. He won the Defensive Player of the Year in the WCC. Honestly, you could have made a very good case that he should have won Overall Player of the Year in the conference, but they gave that to Thomas Luvano of San Diego. Harris is just the second Zag to ever win WCC Defensive Player of the Year, and he committed just two errors all season, so a very uh, well-deserved award there. And then he was also named an All-American. He's a third-team All-American by Collegiate Baseball, and both he and Alec Jacob obviously were named first-team All-WCC selections as well. Head coach Mark Maktoff named the WCC Coach of the Year. He guided Gonzaga to their highest NCAA tournament seed in school history. They're the number two seed in the Eugene Regional. They've never been a two seed before. They've been a three seed each of the last three tournaments they've been to, I believe. Um, And they had a top 20 national ranking towards the end of the season. Saturday starter and also designated hitter Gabriel Hughes, along with catcher Tyler Rando, both of them were named to the WCC second team. Hughes, Tristan Vreeling, Grayson Sterling, all three of those were named to the all-freshman WCC team. Unfortunately for Gonzaga, Gabriel Hughes, as I had mentioned before, who's been out since uh, late April with a finger injury, he has been ruled out for this weekend's regional. And without him, it is going to be very, very interesting to see how Coach Mactop uses his pitching staff in Game 2 on Saturday. Regardless of who he starts uh, on in that game, too, whether Gonzaga wins or loses tonight, um, he is going to need some career-best performances, whether it's William Kempner starting or Alec Gomez starting or Michael Spellacy starting. Whoever starts that game, uh, they're going to need a career-best performance out of one of them. The ideal situation, I think, for Gonzaga tonight would be for them to get seven or eight innings from Alec Jacob and just one inning or two innings from either Tristan Vreeling or Brody Jesse, that would allow the bullpen to be pretty much as fresh as possible because they're going to need as many arms as they can going against a potential uh, Oregon team on Saturday night. But we're going to see what happens tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPNU against LSU. Of course, on Monday when we come back on the show, we are going to recap everything that happened this weekend. All right, coming up, Nolan Hickman. He talked with Brenna Green over at Krem 2 about why he decommitted from Kentucky and why Gonzaga was the right landing spot for him. But before we get to that, a minute to talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. If you're not sure which of the amazing flavors you want, feel free to get a mixed box with several flavors. All of them are soft, 
Easy to chew and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, let's get to Nolan Hickman. Nobody better to have on a five-star Friday than a five-star prospect. Here is his interview with Brenna Green and our partners over at Creme2TV in Spokane. First of all, just um, congratulations and, and why Gonzaga? Uh, well, honestly, you know, I felt like after, you know, losing the support staff from Kentucky, you know, and losing, you know, that them, you know, wanting to reach out to me and their recruiting staff and, you know, them, they were the main recruiters in my recruiting. So, you know, without them being there, you know, it didn't really feel comfortable with me. So, you know, as soon as I opened up my my uh, recruitment, you know, Mark Few was the first person to call, you know. So, um, I mean, not saying that that was the reason why, you know, me going there, but, you know, that does play a huge factor. You, you know, he, that means he was right on it. You know, he's right. It's on top of it. So, the fact that, you know, he, he reached out to me and, and, you know, told me, you know, what it is and what it's not, you know, how they need how they need me, you know, and they weren't recruiting nobody. You know, they, they didn't they weren't taking nobody else. So the fact that they reached out to me and they really wanted me that it really showed them, you know, that I was wanted, you know, and, and they really needed me on the squad. So how hard was Gonzaga recruiting you before you committed to Kentucky and just uh was there any sort of difference in how they were recruiting you this time around? Um, I mean, kind of, sort of. I mean, before they, they didn't really offer me or really recruit me as much as they did, you know, after the fact. But, you know, that that I feel like that all comes into play with COVID, you know, with them not being able to really see me as much, you know, you know, with that just coming out of the blue and stuff. So, you know, I don't I don't really blame them, you know. You know, they, 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 they opened their eyes, you know, when it came down to it when I was a free agent. So, you know, that, that just shows, you know, that, you know, they, they do their homework, they do their research, uh, you know, real hoopers, which I am. So, you know, obviously you, you played at the Iverson Classic uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, which had Chet and Hunter at it. And, you know, at that time, I'm, I'm sure you were probably pretty solid in the fact that you were probably going to GU. Just what was it like going there and playing with those guys, knowing that you were going to be teammates with them. It was dope. It, it was real dope. It was real dope. You know, getting to connect with Chet, you know, I, and I kind of already, you know, threw a little hint to him and Hunter before even going there, you know, to let him know that I was even coming. So <clears throat> they, they knew that, you know, we needed to start a little chemistry, you know, our, our connection needed to be a little bit down packed, you know. So this was, that was kind of like the little practice before touching campus type thing. So, yeah, it, it was dope. I loved it. What do you think of Chet as a player? What do you think of, of Hunter as a player? Uh, Chet's outstanding. You know, that seven-foot body in that paint, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. So I think he's going to be a huge factor in this uh, this year's team. Hunter, real athletic, um, freak athlete, could, could jump out the gym. I've, I haven't seen them like it. Um, yeah, his yeah his bounce is nuts, but uh, – um, they're, they're, they're both just great players. You know, I'm, I'm ready to work out with them, ready to hoop with them, you know, ready to share the floor with them. So what has Gonzaga said to you about, you know, what playing time could look like potentially for you next year mm-hmm. or, or anything like that? I mean, honestly, they, 
you know, nothing's for certain. And I knew that going into any type of college. So, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, mention playing time. But, you know, the way I impact the game, there's I – I don't see them no way of me, you know, not playing as much as I do. But, you know, that's that's what I'm going to, you know, come in and bring, you know, my things that impact the game as much as possible. So, if the coaches see it, you know, then, you know, they'll let me rock out. But, you know, we'll see how that – you know, we'll see how that goes. How much are you looking forward to learning from someone like Andrew Nimhard? Oh, um, I actually uh, I'm looking forward to learning a lot from him, you know, especially him being the, not not a, not a veteran, but, you know, him being experienced in the game already. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, he's ready to show me around the ropes and, you know, give, give me there and, you know, play alongside of me and I'm ready as well, so. And I saw in an article that the main reason why you decommitted from Kentucky was because of those those coaches leaving and not because of homesickness, right? Yeah, yeah. It was not because of real homesickness. You know, that wasn't really a factor. And, you know, uh, that was kind of real false because even in my top three, I had Kansas and Auburn in it. So it wasn't really no homesickness. Like, they, they didn't really, you know, interview us. They just put – they tried to put the one on the two and try to, you know, put things together you know, that are false. So, yeah, it wasn't – it had nothing to do with homesickness. You know, the coaching staff left, so I just didn't really feel comfortable. Have any of the guys on the current team reached out to you at all just about next year and, and playing with them? Oh, yeah, man. You know, uh, Chet, Chet's reached out. You know, uh, Drew, Timmy, you know, me and Hunter, we, we stay connected and everything. So, you know, they definitely reached out. You know, they, they definitely have hit me. Uh, so, yeah, they can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I saw you post the other day uh, when Timmy announced that he was officially coming back. Just how excited are you to team up with him? Yeah, I was, I was hyped. You know, they were, they were saying it could be possible. You know, of him coming back, but seeing that, you know, that it's for sure that he's coming back, that, that was good. That was a good feeling. So I'm ready to rock with my guy. How excited are you, by the way, to play Alabama in Seattle next year? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be turn. Yeah, that's gonna be litty. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hometown for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really ecstatic for that one. Yeah, the whole town going to come out for that. When you announced at your graduation that you yeah. were going to Gonzaga, what was yeah. that situation? <laughs> like, did you did you tell them to tell the lady that you were going to Gonzaga? No. Okay. So when I got when I when I like when we got there, they were already at like the first person who went up. They were announcing where they're going. Right. So I was already thinking in the back of my head, like, you know, they don't, they don't know where really I'm going except for my uh, my head director and my um and my coach, you know. So unless they told the person who's announcing, you know, the graduation where I'm going, then I don't, I don't know where they're going to say. So as soon as I got up there, um, I'm, I, I kind of didn't even really realize they said Gonzaga until after until after the fact. So then I walk off, I walk off the, uh, I walk off the podium and stuff and everybody's congratulating me. I'm like, oh, I guess they did say where I was going. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, how excited are you to go to a team that, that is number one coming into the season and everybody mm -hmm. thinks, you know, this could finally be the year that they win a national championship? I mean, I'm, I'm really excited, but, you know, that number one thing, that don't mean nothing until we get there. You know, we do have to show why we're number one. So, you know, that that process of, you know, this this summer, you know, that summer camp, this this is really, this is where we, you know, get started and really get going at, at, at what 
this offseason is really looking like. So we got busted off, you know, busted all offseason and get to it. You know, this is show my world number one. This is, you know, I don't like being given. I don't like giving, like nothing given. So um, I just, we, we got to show. We got to show why. So that, that's my thing. What would it mean to you to be a part of the first group of guys to finally get that elusive national championship for this school? Uh, that, that, that would be huge. Winning a national title has always been a dream. So winning it, you know, even staying in the same state where I am, where I'm from, that's even more crazier to even think about. So bringing one home, you know, so yeah, that, 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 that's nuts to even think about. You know, even I'm, I'm stuttering, getting chills, even thinking about it right now, even speaking to you. So, uh, you know, being able to bring that back home to the city, my family, you know, my loved ones there, you know, everybody who's supported me, that's going to mean the world. So. Did you, did you grow up a Gonzaga fan or did you grow up a Husky fan? It's okay if you say you're a Husky fan. No, it's okay. No, I, I didn't grow up. I actually didn't even grow up. None of them. I actually, my dream school was really Kentucky. Like, I really wanted to go to, like, my, my dream school was Kentucky. But, uh, you know, seeing them all go off to, you know, the pros fast, you know, doing the one and done thing, you know, that, that really was really my school. Uh, it was either them or UCLA. UCLA was really my school as well. But, um, but Gonzaga, you know, I – Exactly. Yeah, they, 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 you know, they were up there, you know, with my my favorites, but they, they did, they wasn't overseeking Kentucky or UCLA. So, but, but yeah, they, they, they were a great program. And I knew that from the start, knew that from the jump going into it. So, as always, a big thank you to Brenna for allowing us to use that audio. I think that was a really, really good look into Hickman's decision making process over the last couple of months here. Hickman is a true point guard. And all of his highlights appear that he is basically elite in ball screen decision making. And that is going to translate very, very well uh, here in the Gonzaga system. So it's going to be interesting to see how much he plays right away, considering Andrew Nemhard uh, is going to have the the keys to the to the car all season. Speaking of five star guards coming up next, we reveal the sixth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. And it includes not one, but two five star guards coming out of high school. Before we get to that, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's at full swing, and the NBA and the NHL are now in the second round of the playoffs. So it's the perfect time to get in on the fun. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and, of course, all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. All right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of these recruiting rankings. Again, a quick recap for those that are joining us for the first time today. Over the last month or so, we've been counting down from worst recruiting class to best recruiting class of the Mark Few era. These rankings do include transfers, and there's two of them in today's class. And those transfers count from the year they entered the program. The most notable walk-ons are also included. These are my own personal rankings, and of course, feel free to debate them. Uh, but they're a combination of talent, success, and what they meant to the program as a whole. And we are down to the final six now. The final six, the top six recruiting classes of the Mark Few era. Only two more weeks until our countdown comes to a close. So today, the sixth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. 
one that is still very, very much incomplete, and I imagine will finish in the top three when all said and done. But for now, they still have something to prove, and so I have them at number six. The sixth-ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era is the class of 2020. Class of 2020, Jalen Suggs, Julian Strother, Dominic Harris, the tricky trio, along with Aaron Cook and Andrew Nemhard as transfers. Coming into the season, this was the best recruiting class uh, on paper of Mark Few's tenure. There was the sixth-ranked class nationally, uh, but of course they had played zero minutes together on the court. It turns out that Jalen Suggs lived up to the hype. He was everything that uh, Gonzaga fans and the coaching staff could have asked for in a one-and-done player. He did not play for himself. He was a total team player. He wanted Gonzaga to win a national championship, and the emotion that he showed, the leadership that he showed, the hard work that he showed, his ability to be coached, his willingness to learn. Um, He's everything you want in a basketball player. Uh, He averaged 14.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists, just some ridiculous numbers. And, of course, he hit the biggest shot in school history against UCLA in the uh, national semifinal. Andrew Nemhard is the second five-star guard coming out of that class. Jalen Suggs, obviously, was a top 10 prospect coming out of high school last year. Andrew Nemhard was a top 25 guard nationally and was ranked as a five-star recruit uh, coming out of the class of 2018. Of course, he went to Florida for his first two years of college after turning down Gonzaga the first time around. After two years of Florida, he decided that Gonzaga was the spot to land, so he transferred into Spokane. Of course, he was supposed to sit out last season. But because of the pandemic, pretty much everybody was getting waivers and they decided, hey, let's get a waiver for Andrew Nemhard, allow him to play. Turns out that was a pretty darn good decision. Andrew Nemhard was probably the best half-court decision maker that Gonzaga had last year. I think he's one of, if not the best they've ever had in navigating ball screens. And I'm really, really excited to see what he can do with both Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren, two completely different styles of players um, uh, this season in ball screens. So Andrew Nevar, just under 10 points a game, but he had four and a half assists. He had uh, eight assists twice in the NCAA tournament this year and only... One player has ever had nine assists uh, in Gonzaga history in the NCAA tournament. Andrew Nefar is the first player to ever have eight assists twice in the NCAA tournament for Gonzaga. And he comes back. He's got another season uh, in Spokane, and he's going to be the orchestrator. And I imagine his scoring is going to go up. He has the ability to score the basketball. Uh, He's got a really, really deadly mid-range game. These little turnaround jumpers uh, coming off of ball screens. He knows how to attack the rim. And with Jalen Suggs gone, Joel Yai gone, Corey Kispert gone, that's a lot of points uh, that's that's leaving the roster. So Andrew Nemhart is going to take a step up in scoring this season. Aaron Cook is the guy who lost all of his minutes because Andrew Nemhart got eligible. Aaron Cook was basically supposed to be in that Andrew Nemhart role where he gets 20 to 25 minutes a game and averages you know, somewhere between six and eight points. Turns out he ended up averaging about 13 minutes a game instead, uh, was the third point guard essentially. Um, but the role that he played was still big for them. You know, he he played a massive role in a lot of different games this season. Um, I think most notably for most of us is the St. Mary's game on the road, the Pepperdine game on the road. Um, he had a couple big moments at home against San Diego with a couple big dunks, uh, but he was just really solid. You know, if if he had that role that Andrew Nemhard had, I don't know if he would have necessarily put up the numbers that Nemhard did, and I don't know if Gonzaga would have been national championship caliber um, thirty-one and zero at the time. 
Uh, but Aaron Cook was still a very valuable piece of this year's roster, and now he's going over to Georgia. And he's probably going to be the starting point guard and get 30 minutes a game at Georgia. So I'm interested to see what he does over in the SEC next season. And then we get to Dominic Harris and we get to Julian Strother, both top 75 prospects of the class of 2020, but neither one of them really played much of a role this past season. And this is why I have this recruiting class where I do in the rankings, because Julian Strother and Dominic Harris have not played a role quite yet. And Aaron Cook ended up being a essentially their seventh man off the bench. So this recruiting class, while it's had unbelievable impacts from Jalen Suggs, and Andrew Nemhard, Julian Strother and Dominic Harris have not proven anything quite yet. Once they do, and I assume they will because both of those guys are going to have big roles this season, and I think Julian Strother has the potential to average 15 to 20 a game when the training wheels completely come off of him. Um, once that actually happens, this class is going to skyrocket from six probably into the top three. But for right now, they haven't proven anything yet, and it's the same deal with the class of 2021 uh, which was ranked just behind them, right? That the Chet, the Chet Holmgren, Hunter Salas group, they haven't played yet, so they haven't proven anything yet. Once they actually prove that they are elite level players, then obviously they can go up in the rankings. But with just Jalen Suggs and Andrew Nemhard, um, just those two players, I don't think it's fair to um, Elias Harris and Kelly Olynyk and you know Kevin Pangos and Gary Bell and a lot of these you know Josh Perkins and Silas Melson a lot of these four and five year players who had massive impacts um, for multiple years and this class while amazing for this one season um, is really just two one season players and so that's why I have it at number six you cannot discredit the impact that Jalen Suggs and Julian Strother and Dominic Harris had on recruiting as well because the tricky trio Um, basically all got each other together and it helped get uh, Chet Holmgren on campus this upcoming season. So uh, like I said, it is incomplete. This recruiting class is incomplete. And that's why I have it number six come back to me next year. And it's probably going to be top three. Uh, But until that actually happens, it is going to be stuck at number six for at least the next six months or so. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. We are going to be back on Monday to recap Gonzaga's regional games from the weekend. We'll also get to the number five recruiting class of the Mark Few era. And we're also going to catch you up on a bunch of news from the last two days that we didn't get a chance to talk about today. Um, so stay tuned to all of that coming up on Monday's show. Don't forget, you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today, they're talking about the end of the Los Angeles Lakers season. They got completely blitzed by the Phoenix Suns each of the last two games. So shout out to the Suns for ending the Lakers season. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast, Locked On Zags. Please leave us a five-star rating considering it is Five Star Friday. You can follow me on Twitter at Escargo. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Zags. If you want to email the show with your Gonzaga story, or if you have any questions or ideas that you want me to talk about over the summer, please feel free to do so. The email again is lockedonzags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Let's hope the Zags can win a few games and get to a super regional for the first time in school history. We'll see you back here on Monday morning to talk about it all. It is a great day to be a Zag.